Welcome to episode uh, 33 of Lost Signals. No, I even had it written down and I still fucked it <laughs> up. <sighs> this is what we get for being rusty. Well, you might be. I mean, no, you were doing your own shows. I did a show last week. Just, That's true. You know, I just, it's Thursday and it's weird and it's cold outside and it's snowing again, you know, and it's like I'm stuck in this perpetual hell of this winter. And it just won't go away. And my dogs aren't leaving me alone. It's just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in Saskatoon. So what? I don't even live in Saskatoon. I live in fucking town <laughs> right. way smaller than that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How's, how's it yeah. going, buddy? I'm good. You're Daryl. I'm JD. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Names are good sometimes. Names are good. Yes. No, I'm, I'm doing all right. Thank you. It's been a very busy couple of weeks. Hence, there's been a... Uh, a, a gap of time where you and I have had a chance to sit down and chat. So yep. no, I'm yeah. doing all right well, yourself. I'm surviving. You know, it's been an interesting week that, you know, we'll talk about stuff off air later. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I've been off work again for a little bit. Nothing bad happened to me, but, uh, yeah, no, um, no, it's been an interesting well, week. So, well, when, when it comes to your work though, you're in a much better position than you were when we first started this because oh, like, you are back into a permanent full-time position with the company and the, in the position that you want to be in. So. And, the, and the benefits that go along with it. Exactly. So, so. yeah, no, that makes it, makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. Instead of having to, you know, scrape panties together, I can, you know, not, I, I have a little bit of a cushion now. Yeah. But yeah, it's what it is. So speaking, speaking no. of cushions, I've been working an insane amount. Um, like I've been driving so much more lately yeah. over this past couple of weeks. And uh, like, it's been exhausting, but at the same time, like there's no secret that I, I love what I do. I love driving big vehicles. I love driving big truck. And so when the boss calls me up and says like, uh, we, can you come drive? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. send it my way. Yeah. So, uh, it's been, yeah, this is, like it's been insanely busy too. So, yeah, busy's good though. Busy is good. Yeah. And we start sitting at home too much. Just brain starts doing weird things. <laughs> <laughs> I would know. <laughs> yeah. This, this, well, this, this collection of video games behind me is not just for aesthetics. Uh, you know? Yeah. That's... This is, this is JD's board. Oh shit. He's yeah. going shopping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I see. I do that with digital games though. So I have all of these, you know, digital games that I'll never play. I have like 300 games on my Steam library. I know. I play like three of them. That's I, it. Mm, that's it. That, that's literally it. I mm, see. I have. All right. So it, we'll start off here. Sure. Why not? Um, we, we didn't I, even I talk have, about this. Yeah. Just, no, no, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, free form. Um, <laughs> I have a shit ton of video games in my steam library that I have not played. Yeah. And <clears throat> I can't even remember how I got these games or why or anything like that. Uh, but I know I have them and yeah. I haven't played. Okay. So a few of them, I can see that like I, I bought it because like, Oh, that's cool. But just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. A few of them, I bought them because of someone that you and I know and uh, yeah. just, haven't played <laughs> well i got games like soup like ultra street fighter 4 it's like why would like i like fighting games but like i've never mm. played anything really past street fighter 2 yeah i have mortal kombat 11 i got it on sale that's why i bought it i played I, it for uh, i played it for like four minutes and then it's like yeah okay i'm bored <clears throat> games off my steam library i have not played uh soundscape vr um mm. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Um, Do you Bully, have a the scholarship edition cave blazers champions online Conan exiles crush oh, yeah. your enemies danger zone doom eternal double Do dragon trilogy doom Eternal's good. I, I got it on sale because I love doom and the yeah. soundtrack is badass, but yeah. I just like, 
Do you have a VR headset? I think we I, talked about this at one point. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So on the weekend, actually, this kind of goes into something that I was going to talk about later. Anyways, we'll talk about it now. Um, after the Super Bowl, and we'll end up talking about that too. Um, the Foo Fighters did the world's first VR concert where you could actually watch the whole concert. But like, at like you wore, apparently you wore your, your VR headset and you watched the concert like right on stage. I don't know how it would work. I didn't see any reviews about it. Uh, the only way I knew about it is from the, the drummer from my band told me about it. And mm. he's like, yeah, this is what's going on this week. He's like, if I had a VR headset, I would watch it, but it, I don't. So I don't know. It just, it's, that, it seems like it's a weird concept. Okay. So is this like, is this free and who's hosting this and on what platform? I sure. I don't know. All right. All right. All right fine. 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 Foo Fighters VR concert. Yeah. Facebook. So that's Oculus. Yeah. I do not have an Oculus. I have an HTC Vive. Oh, so I suppose it's specific. Okay, that's not yeah, I, I doubt that uh, <laughs> that uh, Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg are willing to share. <laughs> Fucking dickheads. He's working on the metaverse too. Oh so. fuck. That bullshit. Anyway, mm. uh, th- this goes into okay. So like, but we'll we'll talk about. This. There's a new sure. Dave Grohl album coming out. Right. And I heard a track off of it today. And it's it's not a Foo Fighters album. It's not like it's not solo stuff. It's not fucking like them crooked vultures. Like it's a thrash metal album. Like really mid nineteen eighties thrash. Like like Master of Puppets. Like uh, Seasons in the Abyss Slayer. Like that style of thrash metal. So we're talking like pre Nirvana. Oh yeah, it's okay, but it's new, right? It's for the no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. but just like genre oh, yeah. types, we're yeah, talking yeah. pre-Nirvana. Yeah, it's interesting. From the way that I, the article that I read, it's connected to the Studio Six 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 movie Ooh. that's coming. <laughs> All right, you got my attention. Yeah, sure. So yeah, the premise for the movie <laughs> is that the Foo Fighters are going to record their new album whatever it's called like it's online i can't remember what it is and dave Grohl goes into the basements and finds this tape from this band called dream widow okay and cool name yeah cool name that's yeah, it's very 1980s right like that's uh well it reminds you like dream theater or fucking shit like that anyways um so dave like the, the tapes from like 25 or 35 years ago and so dave listens to the tape and then hell is unleashed literally in the movie right that's the premise of the movie so i don't know get if if you get a chance just listen to the first it's called it's dream widow dream widow yeah march of the insane yeah yeah Here, you know I'll, I'll even just pull, pull it up on on the stream I might get in trouble for it. I don't care. Are they going to do take away my birthday? Just give me, give me a tag. Give me a taste, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the hell? I have it. Do you want me to send it to you? Oh, I'm just, uh, computers being dumb. Well, <laughs> more, more like me being dumb. Oh, okay. I'll just play like a little bit of it. Yeah. But like, I don't, you, you probably won't be able to hear it. Um, no, probably not at all. Cause I'm, I'm watching it on. YouTube. Dream widow. Yeah. So. It reminds me of like ah uh, fuck. It's like old Iron Maiden. I just I just had a sample of it and uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. 
March of the Insane, it, yeah. it sounds like it like the closest thing I could think of is it sounds like uh pre Metallica black album, like Ride the Lightning. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. even like earlier than that, like yeah. fucking like right after like say in between Kill 'em All and Ride the Lightning, like that yeah. early. It had a, a it has a mega death vibe to it too. Yes. Oh yeah. Like a weird vibe. I don't know. I like it. It's it's different. I mean, it's and if Dave's putting out a whole album like that, I'll listen to that. I mean, I love some thrash metal from the eighties. That's that's like right up my alley. So, but I don't see. see. I like it. I like it. Like it's like I'm I'm trying to find a parallel, and Metallica is not a parallel. No, like it is. I don't know. I don't know. Like where, like which way you could, or how you could compare that to anything. Like it's, I don't know. It's good. It is. It is really good. I like it. You know. You know what? It actually reminds me of early, early Pantera. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Like back when they were doing the uh, the hair metal. Like the. Like before Cowboys from Hell, like like yeah, like when oh, yeah. yeah, like the like back when it it wasn't Dimebag Daryl, it was Diamond Daryl. Yeah, yeah, like that kind, but like with heavier lyrics. That's kind of yeah. But I've heard other bands like that before, and I just can't think of who or what. But I like that. That that is like again, yet again, Dave Grohl just proves that he like Ryan Reynolds. Can do no wrong. My God. Yeah. He puts his effort and time into anything and it comes yeah. out just brilliant. Well, you know, but you, you, you can't say that 100% though. Do you remember Probot? No. Uh, and about, That's yeah. probably the reason why. <laughs> yeah. So Probot was Dave Grohl's first, uh, for, for first entry into, uh, into metal and it didn't go well. It was okay. like, came in like came out like oh two or something and he had like lemmy on the album and uh max calavera from uh sepultura and it's just there's a name i haven't heard in a while i know that's that that's fucking throwing that's throwing it back like yeah <clears throat> i honestly i don't know of anybody really that knows of that band besides like me and like three people sepultura yeah Oh yeah, no, I I'm, I'm, I was aware of them, but like I said, like that's yeah. a name I have not heard in a while. Oh, yeah. You know, but like they never yeah. really had any big, big, big tracks besides like maybe Roots. Yeah, that's but even it. like that album, like they had a remix album of Roots. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's fucking weird, and it was because wasn't it wasn't the album like Chaos AD? And then the remix album was like Chaos BC. Yeah. Or something to that effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Like, it just, yeah. Like we're talking with some early, like, like, is that early 90s or is that like late 80s? I can't remember. That was, I think that was early 90s because it was around the time where I started to catch on. Let's see here. So, uh, oh shit, 93. Yeah. That's about, that sounds oh. about right. Oh yeah. They had, uh, uh, there's a track on there called Refuse slash Resist. And that, that was good. That was a good track from what I remember. Yeah. And Chaos BC was just a song, apparently. It wasn't a whole. Okay. But there might have been an album. It's like I said, it's been a while. So, you know, mistakes be damned. <laughs> so it's so weird. Weird how I can remember all this shit from fucking 30 <laughs> some years ago. Oh yeah. Anyway, what else were we talking about? Well, we were talking about Dave Grohl and yeah. uh, you know the the album uh, that's going to come out that's going to yeah. coincide with Studio Six Six Six. Right. Uh, it's a horror movie. I plan on seeing. I watched another horror movie, Ooh. and I'm starting to uh, starting to notice a trend. And I um I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, it's it's like keep in mind I'm only three horror movies in to okay, this year. Okay, so let's year. let's give some of these people the, the backstory again. Sure. So right. do you want to tell it or yeah, should I? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll just do the quick cliff notes. JD, Fine. JD hates horror movies, and I make fun Fucking of him. Fucking hate him. Like 
I make fun of them like relentlessly when I'm talking about a horror movie. It's like, yeah, JD, have you watched this? No, I'm a chicken shit, so I'm not going to watch <laughs> it. That's exactly how the conversation happens. And I make fun of them, but JD made a deal with himself and myself. Yes. It's like to watch at least one horror movie per month for the entire year of 2022. Yes. Yes. And you're on and your third and it's only February. I'm impressed. Yes. And uh, come uh, next week, I will be on my fourth because I will go to the movie theater and I'll watch, which could be considered a horror movie. It is Studio 666 by the Foo Fighters. I, it's probably going to be not, more, whatever. It's going to be a comedy. Yeah, fine. But still, I'm going out to go see this. Right, right, right. right, right. Um, yeah. But uh, so far, the list that I've seen in... Uh, in order was uh, the 2010 version of Nightmare on Elm Street, as well as The Grudge with mm -hmm. uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And yes. earlier, or this past weekend, uh, I watched Insidious. Ooh. And how did you enjoy it? I, mm, I had to <laughs> stifle laughter, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> You ever think for one second that like these movies ever scared me? It's more of a laugh than anything. I'm that, and that's what I'm kind of catching on to. Yeah. You know, it, it's it de it depends on the movie, right? Like right. some movies like can get really visceral and it's like really, really, really fucked up. Yeah. But some of them are just like, here's a bunch of blood on the on the screen. Let's just and there's a bunch of entrails and like yeah. it's a guy coming at you with an axe. Like sometimes it's just stupid. It depends on the horror movie, though. Like, it does. I, I think we talked about this before, but, like, I remember the movie Candyman when I was growing up, say, but, like, 15, 16 years old, scaring the ever-living fuck out of me because it's not that it was scary. Like, yeah, there, like, people died and whatever. Yeah. But it was the idea of it. You know, it was, like, the, the old, like, uh, Bloody Mary thing, kind of. But I, I'm proud of you that you're getting through them, but... I'm going to find some more visceral ones for you to watch. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, so not like, nothing just, like, just, like later in the year, once you're a little more seasoned. Not, yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of, of that and staying on this topic, like uh, I have figured out that, you know, I think what really turned me off was when I was younger was my overactive imagination. Um, Cause I was prone to nightmares too quickly. And also like, I, had this reoccurring nightmare when I was a child and it, it carried on until like my early teens where it, this one nightmare would cause me to sleepwalk. Nothing else. Oh, yeah. This yeah. one nightmare would cause me to sleepwalk and I would have it repeatedly and it never changed. It wasn't until I, I remembered enough of it to actually tell someone what that nightmare was. I yeah. stopped having it. Oh, once, um, you, once you could verbalize it. Yeah. 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 So, I think that is one of the reasons why I just did not like watch and didn't watch any horror movies at all. Um, and also I, I think I just cannot handle gore. Right. And so movies like saw, yeah. um, or hostile or anything like that, like so apparently like that's, that's kind of like, like that's where a, a lot of other people, not unlike yourself have been saying like, okay, not quite horror, more of just like flash so, fest. Um, it's fu funny we're talking about this again because I was over the last week on some of my days off. I was watching. Uh, it's on Shutter, which is a shut or uh, a spinoff on Amazon Prime. It's a all horror station. So like I was, yes. I watched Sleepaway Camp and I forgot how fucked up that movie was at the end. Um, but uh, I think we actually talked about this the other day. But um, you suggested it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror. So Eli Roth, he did, he directed a bunch of horror movies. I can't remember it just off the top of my head, but there's a couple. Hostel was one of them. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and um, they they came up with another term for those like those style of horror movies, and it's not horror movie. It's like it's like torture porn or something. Yeah, which which is much more fitting for for like the Saw and the saw series and not the first saw movie though the first saw movie i mean yeah it was it wasn't as bad as the the rest for like the the violence and the gore and stuff i mean the worst thing is in that movie really is that the guy you know has to cut his own foot off where in like the 13 movies afterwards it just gets you know 
more and more disgusting. Where yeah. the first one, you know, it was the idea of it. Have mm. you seen the first one? No, of course not. Okay, Jesus. so no, th then then that's what you should start with. The I mean, first Saw movie. Yeah. Even though you right. know what happens. Because I okay. mean, everybody knows what happens at the end of that movie now. But I would say watch that next. Just because like it's it's a more visceral watch. Okay. Compared to the other ones. Because the other ones are all just throwaway ones. Okay. I'll, I'll consider Saw in the middle of the year. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make that deal. Another one you should check out. And maybe you watch this, but you should watch Seven. Oh, that's Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. And uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That one's, like, it's not really a horror movie, but it is. It's, it's more of a thriller than anything, you know? Okay, I don't, I don't mind thrillers. One of my favorite yeah. movies uh, is the thriller, is... Michael Jackson thriller uh, music video. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my favorite movies is The Game. The Game. The Game. Uh, I, 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 the, the main actor, tip of my tongue, uh, Wall Street. Not the Wolf of Wall Street. That was Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Jason Bateman. Not no. Jason Bateman. Nope. Before that. Um, damn it. The hell's his name? I don't know. I have no idea who you're even talking about. I. The this game. is high quality entertainment here, folks. <laughs> listening Not to the rapper. <laughs> listening to JD, you know, trying to figure out what fucking actor it was. Michael Douglas. Oh yeah, Michael Douglas, Sean Penn, Deborah Unger. Uh, yeah, I watched the game and I thought that was an incredible movie. It was basically the game is what you could you could consider the game the movie as the the seed that sprouted escape rooms okay because it was this scenario that was built around michael douglas's character and oh, yeah. you had to figure it out to the very end type thing so there's actually there's a couple canadian movies kind of in that same vein they were called cube cube yeah. and cube 2 um it had the most famous part, well, I mean, like if you watched it, you would recognize a bunch of Canadian actors because they've been in every Canadian movie ever. Okay. If it was filmed in Canada, these people were in it. I think there's like one of the girls that was in this movie, she was in like Star Trek DS9 or something. But it's the same thing. Like it's, it's kind of like you had to figure out all these puzzles to get out of this, this cube. And, hmm. but then people got like murdered and shit at the same time it's, it's good it's good of movie. course there has like, to be consequences well it's again it's canadian movies there's like they're low budget and they're bad but they're fun to watch yeah did you know that jason that x was actually a canadian made movie yeah no yeah i did not know that <laughs> if, you look, if you look at the cast and where it was filmed everything about that movie is canadian was it filmed in vancouver or toronto i think it was in vancouver all of the actors are Canadian. Even the guy that played Jason Voorhees in that one is Canadian. <laughs> I did not know that. I think he oh. was. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're uh, getting really far off of what we'd even well, consider talking about. No, today. this 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 will oh, tie yeah, back so. into yeah. Insidious, uh, where um, for a horror movie, fucking low budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, like. The the actual scary elements of this movie was what you could consider cosplay. The main demon in this, in this, the further as they yeah. refer to in this world, is just a dude in makeup with oh, yeah. a glove, yeah. a, a, like a metallic, pointy fingered glove. Yeah. And so, like I, I watched, like Alicia Alicia suggested this one, and so. I was like, okay, fine, I'll give it a shot. And I was a little nervous. And then I got into this movie and started watching it. I was like, where's the scary shit? Yeah. Like, where's the special effects? And like, none. Yeah. <laughs> like, none whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, at, at one point in time, these, uh, these uh, spiritual investigators come in and it's like Laurel and Hardy. Like, it just, <laughs> these, they're, yeah. the, they're the comedic break. It was just, yeah. I, I got to the end of the movie and I'm just like, I wasn't scared once. I was intrigued. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's, 
it all depends on on the type of movie, right? You know, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I I think seven. I think seven will be my next one after the Foo Fighters. Seven is. I mean, it's been a long time since I watched that, but just the if I remember the idea of that movie, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was pretty messed up. I have something horror based for you, and I I, I want to know if you know about this. Okay. Did you Shoot. know that one of your favorite horror characters has four references in the movie Far Cry 5? In the movie? Or in the game Far Cry in, 5? In the game Far Cry 5, sorry. In the game Far Cry 5. I didn't know that. Pennywise. Really? Nice. Yes. There are four specific references huh. to Pennywise in Far Cry 5. I might have to buy that game now. <laughs> it's it's nothing like it's nothing absolutely utterly dramatic yeah it, but there are four specific references where it's like this is fucking pennywise hmm. Hmm. i did not know that i did not know that until earlier today too. that's uh that's really messed up now <laughs> i gotta see where now i gotta see where i can get that game because i wonder if it's on uh wonder if it's on game pass because then I get to play for free. There you go. Yeah. Uh, watch, watch. I'm going to get Far Cry 5 and Far Cry 4 confused. Oh, <laughs> Make you buy the wrong game. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's Far Cry 5. The, yeah. Pennywise. Four different references to Pennywise. Oh, yeah. That's from like four years ago, too. Yeah. Hmm. So the list for uh, my horror movie watching experience for 2022 continues to grow yeah and so far like the scariest thing i've seen like is the grudge and like there was a couple of moments where like it genuinely got me yeah um, but but like again like i just wasn't like i don't know what i was expecting or anything uh i don't know if i'm going into this with the wrong mindset i don't know if maybe i should have an edible beforehand <laughs> <laughs> like i just i don't know i don't think that's a good idea man <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, like, what what happens? I mean, it, it very rarely happens, but I mean, like, if you start freaking the fuck out if you take a little too much and fucking while you're watching that. Mm. I guess the worst thing you would do is just shut the fucking movie off, but I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, just... I've slept under the covers once before. I can do it again. <laughs> fuck. That's great. Yeah, let's, 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 we've been talking about, like, random shit for, like, half an hour now. Perfect. I like it. Well, well, we can talk, we can continue on with the uh, theme of video games and uh, lead into what's going on with uh, uh, Stadia, oh, which yeah. is yeah. which is nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing. So before we get into too far, like I was looking at my uh, so next week, there's a, a game that JD and I play uh, has a big new DLC coming out and pretty pumped for it. Yeah, And I was look, making sure that all my stuff is in order for when the new stuff comes out. And it's like, oh, you're connected on these three platforms on your Bungie account. Like PlayStation, Steam, and I have played Destiny 2 on Stadia. And it is as oh. bad as you fucking think it is. <laughs> like maybe even worse. Like, oh, no. So I was under the impression, okay, okay, what for people that don't know, Stadia was an on-demand video game platform where you pay your subscription, whatever the hell it is a month, as long as you had a decent internet connection and a controller and or keyboard somehow plugged into your computer, or you could play it on your phone or whatever. You didn't have to use any of your own local processing power. It was done off-site by... Google servers. Yeah. It was game streaming. Yes. Yeah. And the idea was that, you know, like it, this is going to be the, the new big thing that nobody's ever going to have to buy new hardware again. Yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> Cause it was so fucking bad, dude. Like mm-hmm. the delay. You could you, you like you hit space on your keyboard to jump and it, you could count like a second. Yeah, no. Like you're, we, we 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 saw the video of the gentleman who was like tap, jump, tap, 
jump. Yeah. It was bad. So you tested it out for yourself and it was like, there was no joke. Yeah. That was terrible. Terrible. But now Stadia is dead. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. Much. Um, so Google is what, what was hosting and created Stadia. And yeah, they, they did it with the intent of like, we're going to have our own studio. We're going to produce our own games and we're going to have this provide this service to anyone out there who does not want to have a console and just does not have the uh, type of PC power to yeah. have these games where you don't have to upgrade anything with the caveat of, uh, well, yeah, you got to have a strong internet connection and you have to have a strong ping. And you also have to yeah. have either like Google home or something to make the connection better. If you didn't have those, then your experience was absolute crap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So then so I wondered now, like, okay, so like I had such a bad experience before, but now, so fun story. I had my internet upgraded yesterday. I wonder mm -hmm. if my experience would be better now. I'm not going to find out. <laughs> well, you know what? It'd be interesting to find out. It's kind of like kicking the horse and kicking a dead horse just to see what happens. Uh, because, you know, it, was, it wasn't too long ago. In fact, it was just shy of a year ago where Google announced that they were uh, shutting down their, their dedicated studio for making specific games for Stadia. Yeah. And then it was just recently where they said they are ceasing all forward motion on Stadia in general and transitioning that technology to be a hosting site for other companies to use their technology and went, Oh, so now you're just a floating entity of nothing. Yeah. Cool. Imagine well, all those people out there who bought those controllers and spent the money on a membership. Oh yeah. But I mean, how many times have you bought something and you know, just completely shits the bed, you know, like it's just, I'm sitting in front of one. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, full, dis full disclosure. I, I have a soundboard. It's a great soundboard, but uh, it was like last great. It was great. Around yeah. this time last year, uh, the channel started to fail. And then it, like I got an email earlier this week and it was from the company Long and McQuaid. Love them. Great company. Yeah. Uh, always treated me very, very nicely and treated me properly. Uh, with a reminder of like, and this is how great the company is, with a reminder of the one-year member or, uh, warranty that you paid for on that soundboard is going to expire very soon. So just let you know, <laughs> like, cool. And then, like, not even the next day, Channel One failed on my fucking on my yep. soundboard. <laughs> so I was like, well, shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, you know, now. At, at least at least you're get, you're getting it in before your warranty's up. But you know, yeah. knowing Long and McQuaid. If you were like a day over, they would probably oh, no. be like, yeah, okay, let's just, you let's brought this it. in the day before or whatever, but like, yeah, 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 no, there, so. I've like every, pretty much every musical instrument in my house, except for that guitar has yeah. been bought at Long McQuaid, like everything. I bought everything there because there's no place else in Saskatoon to buy it. That's good. That has the stuff that I want. Anyways. Yeah. But uh, you know, I have not bought a single guitar from Long and McQuaid, <laughs> and I have six. <laughs> but like you, you said before the the show started, it's like you didn't know Long and McQuaid was there until like yeah, a couple oh, yeah. years ago. So, so in in Prince George, Long and McQuaid, which again, like love the company, sponsor us, please, by all yeah. means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they in Prince George, they were in the middle of downtown towards like the most forgotten area unless you were in a commercial or industrial type industry stuck in between a bakery that's been there for eons and a shoe repair shop <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it, I, I didn't know they were there for years yeah until i just drove by and went hey yeah yeah it, it was the same in saskatoon for the longest time like when i was living in in the city, like in the early 2000s, it was on like a shitty street. It was in a building that was way too small for what they needed. Like, oh yeah. And then they moved into this massive building in, up in the north, like in North Industrial area. Yeah. But it's perfect, like, yeah, because they have their whole like music school there. Like, they're it, it's just, yeah. it's massive. It, it's it's so cool to walk in and see a wall of guitars. Oh yeah. 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 It's that's, that's the problem. That's why I keep going there and I spend too much money. <laughs> yeah, well, 
is what it is. Yep. Uh, uh, on that note, yep. things that are failing. Yep. Peloton. <laughs> yeah. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> well, you know, after they killed those kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's, let's not jump ahead here. So, well, that's actually jumping back. We did talk about this like on episode three yeah. or four. Yeah. Anyways. So Peloton initially came out with the idea of like a subscription-based live training bicycle where you can push yourself and have a coach right there interacting with you. And, and then the pandemic hit. Now Peloton, the company, had this idea of like, okay, our budget will be blah, 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 blah. And then we can, you know, we can anticipate this type of sales within the next couple of years. But when the pandemic hit and everyone was basically in lockdown, they sold like hotcakes because yeah. no one could leave. And yeah. so here it's like, here's this piece of equipment with a coach that will talk to you and blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so like they, so many sales and so massive and whatever. And then the problems started to hit. First of all was marketing where they had that goofy ass commercial where this young woman gets onto, gets a Peloton from her significant other and rides it for a year within this commercial. Yeah. It has no physical change and it, it comes across as like kind of petty and selfish on the significant other's end because it's like she did this for him. He's not on it at all. That's <laughs> like, bad marketing. Yeah. And, but Ryan Reynolds jumped on it, grabbed that same actress and, and made it look like the, it was a, it was a follow-up to that entire marketing scenario where she's there with a couple of girlfriends having a couple of drinks of, uh, uh aviation, gin. aviation, gin. It's yeah. just kind of like, well, that relationship relationship's over. <laughs> just brilliant marketing by Ryan Reynolds. You know, I'm fucked. He's so a, he's a national treasure. He is a national treasure. So yep. moving forward, the Peloton uh, transitions to uh, treadmills. And yeah, that's same, where they killed the kids. That's where they killed the kids because the treadmills had no no governor, no safe, uh, very little safety features, yeah. and like so I think. I could be wrong, but I think some of them were like scheduled to turn on or something like that. And oh, I, it would make sense, especially if uh, if you had a like a, a coach that was there. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not I'm like, I didn't bother to look too deeply into this, but I do know that there were some accidents and some kids, unfortunately, playing on it as kids do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tragic things happened. So. Out comes uh, Brent. Follow me on this on this bread trail. Out comes this brand new series, uh, which is a, a follow up to Sex in the City or Sex and the City, whatever. Wait, the fuck whatever. It is. It's all garbage yeah. that I never watched. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The show is called "And Just Like That," which is apparently the catchphrase, where they make reference to Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, love interest, Mister Big, who apparently in the series died on a Peloton treadmill. <laughs> Now, Peloton, Peloton, trying to take a page out of the book of Ryan Reynolds, went and found the actor who played Mr. Big yeah. to shoot a commercial of him on a Peloton treadmill. Yeah. They shot the commercial. Days before the commercial is set to air, that actor gets charged with sexual assault. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I'm like, I'm no. not laughing at the charge. No. But I'm laughing at the, at the situation it's here. So ridiculous. now Peloton, who was making a point to say, we got the actor who played Mr. Big to star in one of our commercials. Watch for that. Now has to apologize for something that hasn't happened yet. That won't <laughs> happen now. That won't happen yet. Yeah. Oh, so, man. So you're dealing with that fiasco. And it was just announced, like, not even, a, like, within the past month that they have ceased production on their on their launch product which is the bike okay but are, are they still making like the treadmills and stuff their sales have been have been plummeting well you of course because every like everybody that wanted one got one now you yeah. would think right yeah because i know like yeah. there's like their uh bowflex just came out like i saw an ad for like a bowflex system exactly the same like yeah it, it was it was a bike or a treadmill i can't remember but it had a big screen on it that you could move out 
away from the bike. Ooh, so that's, you, that's brilliant. I like so, that. Yeah. So you could like, if it would like, if you're doing like ground, like if you're lifting weights or if you're doing something or, or a yoga class or whatever the fuck that, yeah, the screen would come out for that. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm, you know what? So, so Just, Bo, Bo had, go ahead. YouTube videos. Yeah. You know, like, like I know it's not the same, like people want the same shit. Go buy a fucking shitty fucking thirty dollar fucking exercise bike and watch a YouTube video. I so I so uh, but put a pin <laughs> in this. Um, I went and bought like uh, exercise equipment. I changed my spare room into a home gym. Yeah, I have a treadmill. I have some transitional uh, dumbbell weights, the yep. ones with the the dials on the side. Yep. And I can change how heavy it is, and I have a Bowflex. You know, when I see. Uh, of of the of the home gyms that are available on any sort of online marketplace, you, you see Bowflex. You go, that's a trusted, yeah, brand. Yeah, right. Like they they've I, been around for forever. Yes, right. So and they essentially revolutionized home gyms. Now speaking from experience, not the best home gyms, but they do no. get the job done. Yeah, that's that's like your, to me that like my sister had one, and I used it quite a bit back when I was yeah. younger. I don't go to the gym anymore. I should, but I don't. Um, and yeah, she had a Bowflex and like the one with the, um, like it looked like, like it had the fan, like with the, the, the tensioning arms. So that's how it worked. I don't know. It wasn't the, and it, it worked well, you know, like it's, I, I have that exact one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it worked. It works good. It's just, yeah, it's, I mean, I, if you were going to spend the money, you'd have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on Maybe not hundreds of thousands, but you'd have to spend thousands of dollars on proper equipment, right? Like if you're building yeah. your own gym, but yeah, if I had a higher budget, I wouldn't have gotten a Bowflex. I would have gotten something else. Yeah. But Bowflex is a trusted name. Now yes. back to, back to Peloton. Yeah. They, they have had no help in dragging their own name through the mud. Yeah. <laughs> They've done it themselves. Yeah. And it's, it's due to poor marketing, poor management and, and, expecting sales to just continue on with the trend that it had been during a pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. it's just, Oh boy. Are they, are they continuing on with uh, the treadmill? Well, they need to fix their name first. Oh, also Peloton the, 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 launches new guitar hero esque lane break gaming something. Gaming what function? The fuck. It's for the bike. Guitar hero esque. I don't fucking I I'll you know what? I'll just I'll send you the link. And I'll please. Like it's here, I'll just just watch it up on the stream. This we'll just read this. It's on people. It's like Peloton is taking riding to eleven. Okay, this is obviously an ad right away. Oh yeah. 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 Um company announced there's a, a first new content in years blah 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 why is it doing that there um it's dumb it's just like oh okay so that's what it is peloton will reportedly re stop production of bikes treadmill due to decreased demand the company's not completely going away yet no 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 but they're but they're on their way well. out yeah 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 so i don't know yeah whatever i mean you, you, a person would have to think that that sort of niche market is hard to maintain unless you're coming up with newer and better stuff. And that is actually better every year. Like, I don't know. It's okay. So they're going to go with some sort of uh, game type scenario with the equipment that they have, which is something they should have considered years ago, about a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but as it stands right now, like they've, they've already, like their name is already in the mud and they're just sinking right oh, now. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not good. I mean, personally, I don't even know anybody that owns a Peloton. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, cause they're, they're pricey for what they were. So mm -hmm. the, the first Peloton I've seen in person was, late last year when I was in Grand Prairie at the hotel and there was no active uh, membership for it. It was just 
Which is a rather bike. uncomfortable bike. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, that was thing was uncomfortable. I mean, you'd think that if you're building like a, you know, a $2,500, you know, exercise bike, that at least should be half comfortable. Nope. Maybe, maybe it hadn't been worked in. Maybe barely anyone used it. Maybe it was brand new. Well, I don't know. But it was, it was not comfortable. Like... I, I tried adjusting a seat, handlebars, uh, everything yeah. was stiff and oh, my ass hurt. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> ah, so, whatever. I mean, <laughs> like I said, there, there's, uh, there's other ways to do that shit. It's like you get on a real bike and go outside. I mean, not all the time. Yeah. No. Even though I rode, when I delivered papers, when I was a kid, I rode my bike 12 months out of the year. Oh cause yeah. It, Cause it was faster. When I was a kid, I rode, I rode my bike everywhere to the point where my, I would have back spasms because my body was like, fucking stop. Yeah. <laughs> have some water. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> like, no, but I, I would ride in the winter too. Like you just have mm. fucking good tires on it. So yeah. But, uh, so one of my favorite cartoons is coming back, but I don't know how to feel about it. So Futurama. yeah, it was announced. Like, was it last late last week or early this week? That Futurama got renewed for another season on Hulu, which mm. is that Crave? Yes. Yeah, I, I think there's a connection. Yeah, because Letterkenny in the States is on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm torn about it because uh John DiMaggio. Is it DiMaggio? Bender. Bender. Yeah. DiMaggio. Yeah, yeah. The, the the voice actor Bender isn't coming back. So it's like yeah. Do I actually want to watch this now? Because I mean, Bender was like, like one of the best characters on that show. I think, if not the best, the best, yes, like the best character. So, like, how can you not have him? I know. Okay, so the, what I had read though is like they are in, they're trying to negotiate right now, and it's not going well. Ah, uh, because John DiMaggio put out a a statement yesterday that like, he doesn't want to get into a fight with these people. When they, they lowball them right off the... Because it, it, it comes back to money, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... Uh, he doesn't want to be lowballed and then, you know, like, brought up to where he wants to be. It's like you should offer to pay people what it's going to be worth. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you know it, the, the show coming yeah. back for its fucking fourth time. Fifth. Is it's it, been canceled four times. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's had four series finales. It's four three. of them. It's three. Four. Three. <laughs> Four. Three. I'll fight you on this. <laughs> okay. I know this by heart, actually. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, the, the devil's play hands thing. That was the, the first. The first one. The yeah. second one was the, uh, the end of the fourth movie where they, uh, they kill the, the little worm guy. And then the last yeah. one was Meanwhile when they keep traveling back in time and it's weird that i know all this but i watch those a lot so right meanwhile was the most why are there okay am i right i'm right i was so, so i just ended i just I typed into the google machine futurama series finale and one of the things that pops up immediately is yeah. why are there four endings to futurama the four direct DVD movies that served as Futurama's first post-Fox revival tell four longer self-contained stories, but in case it turned out to be the final endings of the series, the show creative team designed the ending of the, f- designed the ending of the final movie into the wild green yonder to serve as the ending of Futurama. So... Uh, According to Google, and this is this is my source, right? Because I've seen I've seen all the episodes you've seen too. Yeah. According to the Google machine, there was four series finales. Okay, so what this is saying is that um, well, I just looked it up too. Today, yeah. I learned that Futurama had four designated series finales: the Devil's Hands are idle playthings, Into the Wild Green Yonder Part Four. Yes. Yes. Overclockwise which I don't consider a series finale because it, and meanwhile. Right. Which, which one was overclockwise? That's the one where Bender overclocks himself and ends up like becoming like a singularity or something. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was the end of I think like the sixth season. Maybe. I don't know. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. Regardless, the whole point is, is that the show has been canceled multiple times and it keeps coming back, whether it's the fourth or fifth or sixth yeah. uh, run of this series. John DiMaggio has a point. You know? Yeah. If you take Bender out of the equation of all the episodes, you lose a lot of the heart yeah. of what that show is. Because Fry and the Professor, yeah, they were great. Uh, professor was senile and brilliant. Fry was stupid and and his own grandfather. And, yeah, and his own grandfather. <laughs> but he was also innocent. Yeah. And then Leela and Amy were the great strong uh, female character types. Then you have the secondary characters, which were Zoidberg and Hermes. But it was Bender who was like quintessential in every single episode to be the hard-nosed, troublemaking, and sometimes ultimate hero yeah. of episodes. Not all of them. But a lot so, of them. But a lot of them. Yeah. And, then, and then for John DiMaggio to say, like, you, know, you got to pay me what I'm worth at the very least. Like, yeah. this is how many times has the show come back? Now, lots. I know yeah. Yeah, lots. Yeah. And I know that talking to other voice actors, when it comes to characters that were essentially made by a specific voice actor it, it is it is kind of a, i, I want to say an unwritten rule but it's like the worst kept secret that no self-respecting voice actor will step into the shoes yeah. of an already established character without the permission of the original voice which makes sense but yeah. like one would have to think that like if they're bringing Futurama back for the 43rd time, you know, like a voice actor like Billy West must be getting paid bank. Right. So if yeah, they're paying yeah. Billy West, at least the same for John DiMaggio and Katie Seagal. Right. Yep. Or maybe not as much because Billy West did do so many voices, but I mean, at least on par, you know what I mean? Well, right off the hop, Billy West is responsible for Zoidberg. Professor and Fry, and a shit and Zap Brannigan, and Zap Brannigan, and yes, a exactly. shit ton of other characters. So, <laughs> yeah. Tess McNeil. I mean, Tess was, I think, Amy Wong as yeah. well as other characters. Yeah, Katie you know, Seagal was only, only one. Was only Leela. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, I hope they get it figured out, but like, mm. it, it it's I'll I'll watch it, but it 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 won't be the same. No. Like, cause even right now, like I, I put it on the other day, um, just for shits and giggles after they, uh, they announced it. I'm like, well, you know what? I can't watch anything past the, the movies. I just like the, the sixth and seventh season were, they were good and there were some good episodes, but sometimes it's like trying too hard. It, it like, it, lo it lost some of its luster. You know, it's just yeah. not, I, I don't know. Like the original four seasons, they were just awesome. Now I, it, I, I don't know. It, it's it's <laughs> the only thing I could really relate it to, and it, it was a topic that came up uh, on a different podcast I was listening to, uh, Distractable, and it was yeah. um, it's it's kind of like watching of the animated movies Aladdin, and then Return of Jafar, and going, what mm. the fuck is going on? Yeah, and then the King of Thieves and going, oh, okay, things are back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Dan Castanella, yeah. the voice of Homer Simpson, yeah, he did a commendable job, but he was not Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, to, to, to move forward with Futurama and not have the voice of Bender, it's, it's not going to be it's the not, same. It's not right. It's not no. right. It's not right. So he should be paid like John DiMaggio has a point for the amount of times that this show has come back and yeah. how integral each character is. Yeah. You got to get paid what you're worth. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I agree. hundred percent. So, so the big weekend over the weekend as well. I mean, I watched was, the Super Bowl, but yeah, there I was some sort of big event happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
I watched for the halftime show. Let's be honest. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, like I've watched a, I've watched a lot of halftime shows over the years. Hmm. That has to be the best one that I've ever seen. I would think like it, it's got to be up there. Like, uh, no argument it, here. Prince in Miami in 07, I think was still better. Maybe better. If not better, it was definitely on the same level. Mm. But like, so like Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent out of nowhere, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, uh, and Kendrick Snoop. wasn't there. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah. I thought 50 Cent stepped in for Kendrick no, Lamar because... No, the, like there was the, the episode or like the, the one... No, the, he was definitely there. True. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I missed it. Okay. Well, it's all over YouTube. Uh, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I watched it live and then I watched it again. Um, I think like, okay, so yeah, it was probably the best halftime show. I don't know if it lived up to the hype that it should have. Like, cause the hype, like everybody, like you talk to anybody, like all the last week, it's like, oh, can't wait for the halftime show. I mean, I fell into that trap too. But it's like, and then it happened and it's like, okay, this is good. But you could tell in, in spots, like they weren't actually performing mm. like lip syncing, which doesn't surprise me at all. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, Especially with 50 Cent hanging upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he was actually performing there because he did sound a little out of breath. Mm. I don't know. That's uh Maybe. 20 years ago when he filmed, filmed that uh, video for Into Club. So probably mm. not in as good a shape anymore. No, he's not. No, and, you know, but, whatever. That's fine. He made yeah. bank. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's the, the leaked video of uh, Snoop smoking a joint. Well, on the, uh, the, the set, like on the field, he's smoking a joint before the, the show started. It's like. Who fucking cares? Well, fucking... <laughs> it's like, surprise, the guy that does that all the time does that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. But, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm just, I, I, so, I, I don't know. So, so, when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think this is the first halftime show where it was relevant to the era as well as relevant to the fan base and the city. Yeah, yeah. Quite frankly, because like, a lot of times the halftime show performance is kind of like who's hot, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so this was a first one where like we're speaking to the fans. We're not just talking. We're not just reaching for record sales or who is just blowing up on the music scene. Yeah, you know this is this is a reach back. Like no, this is for the fans. Which to me begs the question: When's Weird Al Yankovic going to perform <laughs> the halftime show? Because it, Why the fuck not? Well, I mean, he that would be great, but I just don't know if the NFL would throw the money, like take the chance on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but I I saw something online the other day and it made me feel old. And it's like, mm. remember, you know, being a kid and complaining about halftime shows, like even at the Grey Cup or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. Why are they, you know, paying lip service to all these old people and like their old shitty music? And then this year, all of us are like, yeah, they're finally playing, you know, music that we yeah. like. And then it dawns on a guy. He's like, for fuck sake. God damn it. Now I'm the old guy. Yeah. Well, fuck. Well, check this out. How about a little bit of trivia? Okay. <clears throat> I'm seven. You're close. <laughs> okay. You're, you're fucking close. Okay. Uh, which Super Bowl halftime, which Super Bowl had a halftime show where it was actually a established star performing, which was the first one. The first one? No idea. The first one. No clue. Super Bowl, Super Bowl six. So they've been doing halftime shows since Super Bowl six. Or, no, they've or, been doing they've been doing halftime shows every year. Yeah, every time. But the first time they had an established artist, yeah. an established entertainer as a halftime show performance was Super Bowl six and it was Ella Fitzgerald. Really? Yeah. That's kind of weird. She sang her version of Mac the Knife. That's an interesting pick, but I mean, 
Here's 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 how important they figured the Super Bowl performances was. The second time they had a a Super Bowl halftime show performance with established artists was Super Bowl 21. Wow. Super Bowl 6 to Super Bowl 21. They were all just nobodies or they weren't nobodies. It was like the University of Florida marching band, the oh. LA LA Super Drill team. Yeah. Uh and and the likes of that right okay it wasn't until super bowl 21 where they started getting to like maybe we should just actually have like an artist or, yeah. an artist and whatever yeah. so super bowl 21 was mickey rooney george burns with disney characters as uh a performance something something <laughs> like, it's weird after that was chubby checker and the rockettes and oh. then uh we had uh uh, Peter Fountain and Doug Kershaw and then new kids on the block. Like, so Super Bowl mm. 21 was in the late eighties, 1987. And then they really started to get rolling in the nineties where you had new kids on the block, Gloria Stefan, Michael Jackson, Clint black. <laughs> when did, didn't Michael Jackson burn himself at the Super Bowl, or was that a commercial? That was a commercial. He did a commercial for Pepsi. And, the, but it was uh, a Super Bowl commercial, I think. It was a Super Bowl commercial, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, that's about right. But it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't actually at the Super yeah, Bowl yeah, performance. Yeah. But funny enough, Michael Jackson was the first time or Michael Jackson was the first artist that was the solo act for a Super Bowl halftime show. Wouldn't Clint Black nineteen ninety three. Wouldn't Clint Black or was that after? No. No, Clint Black was joined by... I was just naming off a handful. Oh, okay. Clint, Clint Black was joined by Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judge. Judds, sorry. Okay. Um, and then before that was uh, Gloria Stefan, Dorothy Hamill, as well as uh, the Olympic figure skaters... Uh, oh, sorry. The Olympic figure skaters of Brian Botano and Dorothy Hamill. So, like, every single one of them before and after Michael Jackson was just like, this person, this person, this person, this oh, person. Okay. Was, it was Michael Jackson is just flat out is just Michael Jackson. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Very weird. Diana uh, Ross did it by herself back in 1996. And then the following year, I love this one. I would love to rewatch this one. James Brown, ZZ Top and the Blues Brothers. You know what? I think I saw a video of that at one point. And I think it was interesting because, I mean, it was James Brown. Because that guy was famously high on cocaine all the time <laughs> but it, okay so i should clarify the blues brothers it was the 2000 blues brothers oh so well yeah dan Aykroyd, john goodman and jim belushi not john belushi of course because he's famous, john belushi. famously dead famously dead exactly yep yeah interesting so yeah there you go the first one was uh super bowl six and that was ella fitzgerald and that was 1972 a long time ago way before i was born <laughs> way before i was born too yeah so so what i'm gonna do for this week i'm gonna add two songs to the found signals play playlist sure. from from the super bowl show so i'm gonna add still dre and here's a funny trivia fact for you mm. before dr dre started playing still dre you know the piano piece at the beginning yeah. He played 10 bars of a Tupac song. He played 10 bars of I Ain't Mad At Ya. And oh. it took me like two or three times to watch because I, like, I, I, I knew that piano part. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, so yeah. So, I'm going to add I Ain't Mad At Ya because he, was, like, he wasn't at the, at the Super Bowl show, but, but he was there, right? Plus, they played California Love. So. Oh, yeah. Fucking Tupac, man. Yeah, oh yeah. You can't have West Coast hip hop without Tupac and Snoop and Dre. You can't. It's just not. You you can't. Yeah. So no, I agree. Yeah. yeah. What were you adding this week? Well, I was gonna pick an Eminem song, but I was gonna pick a newer one. Mm -hmm, that's fair. Godzilla. You know what? Uh, I like Eminem a lot. I still haven't yeah. listened to that track. It's it, it's it's a it's a brilliant showcase of his rapping skills. Yeah. Like, is it, like, on the same level as, like, Rap God? Hard to, t hard to say, yeah. honestly. Rap God, Rap God is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I just, I would just say 
it's it's a good song. Like I have yeah. it on my workout playlist. So yeah, yeah. What was the other one? And I, uh, well, I got always got to throw um, a, a throwback at <laughs> every once in a while. So Super Bon Bon by Soul Coughing. I know that fucking song. Anyone who's played uh, Gran Turismo one or two <laughs> knows that song. Uh, but I know it from someplace else. It was on a metal compilation called hard back mm. in like 98 or 99. And I think it was on there, but I mm. can't remember for sure. But I remember, I remember that song specifically. Yeah. It's weird. Two weeks or two episodes in a row now that somebody threw a song on. It's like, I fucking remember that song. Like for sure. <laughs> Well, that's what found signals is all about. Well, yeah, but like last yeah. week with Chris Klein, and again, thanks for Chris coming on. But uh, great, great episode by the way. If thank you haven't you. watched thank that or listened to that, yeah, uh, do it. Yeah, he threw out uh, "Evolution of the Skid" by uh, fucking I can't remember the name of the band right now, but uh, oh, Ninja Spy. And I'm like, mm. I fucking know that song. I don't remember <laughs> where it, sh- or like it where I ever found it, but I remember it. It's like, yeah, yeah. Anyways. This has been episode 33, and I remembered it this time. Good. (laughs) Lost Signals. My name is Daryl. I'm JD. And we will see you guys out there. Bye.